Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight, uh, we were supposed to have Dr. Heather Lynn. Uh, We had to get her rescheduled due to her needing to get the book out to us and all that stuff. So we will have her on next week. This week, we decided to go on a little bit of a joyride here through... uh, I don't know what you would call this other than crystals and herbs, kind of like healing and uh, healing and protection stuff that you can use for doing all that. Um, Now, Eric, you've had different crystals that I've sent to you. You've bought yourself and over the years, in your opinion, what works best for you for protecting yourself? Uh, I've always been a, been a big fan of black obsidian. Um, and then of course there's, I, I use black obsidian specifically, uh, off the, the one that I use right now is actually a, um, I guess it's technically like a green, I don't know if it's a green obsidian or a green shimmer obsidian. Or, uh, so basically it's a black obsidian, but when it shine, you shine it in the light, you can see hints of green flecks and uh, flakes. Mm-hmm. There's also a gold shimmer one as well. Um, those are the only three that I know of. Uh, but for me, the black obsidian has always been most prominent and it's, it's strong. Like it's, it's really strong for protection in my opinion, but it's also really strong in bringing out like your inner truths, uh, which is one of the reasons that I love it so much. And I mean, I can go ahead and get into that a little bit if you want right now. Um, well, did you see the video I sent you on obsidian? Uh, did you send it today? Like, no, it was, it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think, I think I did. Oh, I did. It was the, yes, it was the guy who was talking, yeah, about talking this, about yeah. shining the light through obsidian to, test if it's true obsidian or true black obsidian i think it was um but i'll give you this short definition really quick and then you can go into a little more detail what you have uh obsidian is a strongly protective stone forming a shield against negativity it grounds you to the earth through the base chakra absorbs negative energies from the environment and strengthens you in times of need it is helpful to highlight Two highly sensitive people. It blocks a psychic attack and removes negative spiritual influences. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all of it in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, many, many of these stones that were actually probably all of them that we're going to talk about today uh, can be faked. And that's one thing you have to be careful of because there's a couple on here, which I'll discuss when we get there, uh, that I found that are 
that were fake. Uh, and it's frustrating because you, you never really know. If you don't know much about crystals and stones, right. you can be duped easily. Um, and some of these stones could be stones that just have different types of properties that were added to them to make them look like uh, basically to, to copy the legitimate thing or they could be right. made out of acrylic uh heavy acrylic and you would never really know without really understanding just what exactly these stones are and what they you should be looking for now with black obsidian as you said it is a, a grounding stone uh it's really for me being uh an empath you know it it really helps with like trying to guard you from other people's feelings and energies, uh, which anyone who's an empath or have that, that type of sensitivity, when you go out into the world uh, on a daily basis, you tend to feel those, whether they know it or not, those psychic vampires kind of uh, just draining the life out of you. You come home extremely tired, maybe depressed, whatever it is. And so Obsidian, I found, has always really helped me with that. Now, one thing that I'll tell you is really cool about Black Obsidian, at least in my experience, I know I wear it on a necklace, so it sits uh, right over my heart. And whenever I put it on, my my chest just tightens, almost as if the the stone is trying to absorb the energy, the emotional energy out for me. And it's a process because if you're in something deep and you take a moment and put it on near your heart or whatever. Uh, and, and you meditate, you'll find that a lot of that energy, that negative energy, those emotions that you've been, that you've been putting off, uh, come straight to the forefront. So it's really good when you're trying to find truth within, within yourself, uh, and just trying to seek some sort of, uh, I guess some sort of spiritual guidance or mental guidance or whatever it is that you're looking mm-hmm. for. It's, it's really strong in that, in that sense. So the most common one, that is out there and I I've used quite a bit is quartz. There's so many different types of quartz, but uh, clear quartz is kind of the most common one that's used. Uh, It's called the master healer and will amplify energy and thought. It absorbs stores, releases and regulates energy. Clear quartz enhances psychic abilities, which is probably why I enjoy using it as well as Mm -hmm. a lot of people that are sensitive. It aids concentration and unlocks memory, stimulates the immune system and brings the body into balance. The other type of quartz that's kind of commonly used in healing and stuff like that is rose quartz. These there's so many different quartz out there, but these two are kind of the most commonly found, I should say. Um, And rose quartz is famous for attracting and keeping love, which obviously makes sense because it's kind of a pinkish color. Rose quartz is also used when it comes to healing one's heart from pain and disappointment. The rose quartz stone is for the unconditional love, the way it, facilitates love entering your life is through its ability to bring your consciousness to a higher level. Have you ever found that using quartz is beneficial for you too? Uh, I have, but it doesn't seem to be as beneficial as obsidian for me. Uh, That could be because I am a fire sign and my element is fire. Obsidian is uh, basically molten lava I would say um, volcanic glass, basically. Yeah. yeah. So there's a strong possibility that that's the reason it works for me. It just has that uh, that elemental connection uh, with my own energy and body and all of that. 
that's not to say courts doesn't hasn't played a factor in some things, especially in terms of protection uh, or just some sort of light cleansing. You actually had purchased me a small, uh, it's almost like a, I don't know what they call it, like a pill shaped uh, stone of quartz. Uh, I think it was last year, last year, two years ago, almost something like that, a year and a half. It was when we did the investigation over in, uh, no shoot. What was the 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 uh, abandoned city town that we went to? Sims. Sims. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I have that on my uh, my little bookshelf area where I keep all my cult things. Uh, but I've carried that with me on a number of occasions, and I do find that it kind of helps give it helps relieve anxiety. I think more than anything, because sometimes maybe it's because it's there. Maybe it's because I use it to kind of like hold it and carry it with me. And, you know, it's having like that little something extra that I could just touch and be like, okay, like fidget even, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I do think, and this is one of the reasons it's called uh, that clear quartz specifically is called a master healer is because it does do a lot of what it, these other stones do. But on top of that, it also cleanses and re-energize those other sto- stones on our list. Mm-hmm. So if you want to cleanse and even re-energize uh, obsidian, for example, you pair it with clear quartz uh, and it'll absorb the energy from the obsidian and purify it basically. And of course there's a number of ways to clear any and all of your stones between doing that or sunlight using moonlight, new moon, uh, saging, all that kind of stuff. There's really no limit to how you can cleanse a stone. Right. So have, I think I've told you this and I've told a couple people this, and apparently this isn't as common of a gift as others, but I can touch something and feel the energy off of it and tell if it's what's meant for me at that time um, for, for stones and quartz or uh, crystals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I can also sometimes get a history off of something just by touching it. And <clears throat> I have not had that experience with stones specifically, but I have gotten like glimpses sometimes if I touch something, of course, me being who I am, I always play it off like uh, that must have been something in my imagination or something or something I'm thinking about. But have you ever touched any any stones when you're at a specific like a crystal or or new age shop and felt, yeah, that's something I need? I have not. Uh, there's not been a single moment that I can recount anyway, recollect that. I've come across something like that. I've come across items like that, which are either that I need or probably shouldn't touch. Uh, <laughs> case in point, uh, <laughs> um, you know, with, with a couple of years ago, 2021, September 2021, when you and I went down to Kentucky for Scarefest and we stopped by um, uh, Goatman, uh, oh. Poplick, Poplick yeah. Bridge. Uh, and I, I, we brought home a couple of uh, train track nails, railroad spikes, spikes yeah. railroads, railroad spikes. And, you know, when I touched it initially, it was one of those, like, I need this, I need this, I need this. But the more that I was around it, the more it was like, I should put it back. Like it was telling me <laughs> to put it back. And then some things happened, which may or may not have been a direct result to uh, bringing it home. But regardless I had to cleanse mine, uh, with sage it and all that. And now it's just 
as far as I know, a dead piece of iron <laughs> that's sitting on my shelf because there doesn't seem to be much energy coming from it now, uh, at least not in the negative sense. So, so yeah. that's interesting because I haven't had any issues with my railroad spike, and I was the one that was uh, uh, kind of against. I'm like, mm, yeah, you were we, we definitely more, take more hesitant. Any- <laughs> I don't know what it is about me, and you know negative things i guess uh now i again i'm not saying that there were some events that happened which relationship stuff that mm-hmm. may or may not have been at least somewhat related to bringing that home um and you know it's very possible it had nothing to do with it but it's just one of those things where you never know but either way i do have a problem when it comes to finding something that I shouldn't take and taking it or touching something I shouldn't touch and touching it. Uh, another case in point is when I was in Savannah uh, or living in Atlanta, my sisters and I and my brother-in-law went down to Savannah and there was uh, this tree where people were hung from. And we were told on a ghost tour that there's been a lot of very dark negative uh, things seen around there and energies and entities demonic even and that there have been a number of documented cases in which people would take something touch something and bad things would happen uh, and of course everybody in the group tour did what they were supposed to and you know played it cautious and not I I, I just had to touch the tree and I <laughs> touched the tree and everybody knew it because my sisters both freaked out at the same time mm. Again, something else happened that may or may not be directly related to that instant instance, um, but we'll never know for sure. So, now is it a possibility that knowing, like for the tree, for example, knowing the history and they're telling you not to touch it, or me telling you, uh, let's be be wary and not be taking any any souvenirs home, that would it just attribute something to that specific object. And then whether it's a spirit latching onto you or a spirit seeing the opportunity because of the fear that's being portrayed. Uh, it's possible. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm never afraid of these items. Not you specifically. I, okay. So, so I don't know, you know, it's very possible. I think that there is significant influence in between the spirit and myself, a, a spirit and myself or whatever energies are maybe uh, afflicting or attached to these objects. Um, well, I think that when I'm told something is potentially dangerous due to some sort of negative entity or energies, I am naturally drawn that much closer to the object uh, in question. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> it's not a good thing, that's for sure. But I think a lot of it is just the adventure of it too for me. You know, it's it's like taking a a risk on it. It's like I want to know more. I want to feel what that energy is like. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I want to explore it. Uh, and yeah, you know, I think the, the 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 energy or the spirits know that, and so they use it to their advantage. I use it to my advantage, and then. Sometimes it bites me, you know? Yeah. Now, for you didn't have the, did you have the obsidian when we went to Kentucky? 
you didn't yet, did you? Mm, no, I did have it. And did I think I wore No, I did wear it. I did wear it. Okay. Because I, I knew we were going to be in a a a very high energy place with a number of different types of energies. Yeah. Um there's so many stones that I, I found. It, I found a list of 31. That's kind of what I'm looking at now. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of these stones. The ones that I've grabbed actually are on this list. Um, turquoise, sunstone. Uh, sunstone is for... Let me see here. Uh, bring the flood of light into dark corners of the mind, making it an excellent healing aid for clearing away negative thought patterns. Sunstone crystal is the best antidepressant in the world. Turquoise is supposed to be a stone of communication. So if you're a sensitive, again, it's kind of one of those things that brings out your sensitivity. Uh, it has the ability to increase positive mental characteristics, serenity, creativity, empathy, positive thinking, sensitivity, intuition, happiness, and wisdom. Um, there's so many more. I don't, I'm not going to go through this entire list, um, but we've talked about obsidian with you about quartz. Uh, was there any that you had found that kind of draw your attention that you're, you'd be interested in trying to use. Um, there is one that's kind of been drawing to me and I don't know if it's actually an energy thing or if it's just the beauty of it, but it's a stone. I think it's called lapis lazuli. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that's actually very highly, uh, faked manufactured, uh, within the industry. So you have to be very careful with it. Uh, you know, thankfully at the, I mean, I haven't bought any yet, but at the time that I was really getting into it, uh, I was dating someone who's very highly into these stones and herbs and, you know, plants and all plants and all that stuff. And so she was able to direct me as in like, Oh, that like, I would look at it like, Oh, look how cool this is. It's fake, you know, which is a glance, not even to have, she wouldn't have to hold it, you know? Uh, so I started realizing the more that I saw these things, the more fakes there were than there were the real things. And of course, a lot of that is price point too, because uh, lepis lazuli is a rarer stone and therefore it tends to be highly expensive. Uh, so when you find some, a piece, I mean, mine, other than it being a really tiny, you know, quarter size or something, right? but a decent size, you're looking at a hun- couple hundred dollars or so at, at minimum. But when you see those bigger pieces that are like, Oh, 50 bucks, likely fake uh now it's it this one the the lapis lazuli is claimed to be or believed to be uh that it clears the throat chakra and encourages self-expression uh both of which well at least encourages self-expression is one i probably need to work on so that would be (laughs) beneficial for sure uh now it's definitely part of the more mystical crystals uh and it really helps people who want to tune in on their own intuition and perhaps even uh, find or nurture their hidden psychic gifts. Uh, it's believed 
that the crystal, uh, it, you know, it's it's blue and gold, by the way. Anyone who mm-hmm. doesn't know what it is, it's blue with like these gold, you know, flakes and lines through it. It's really gorgeous. Uh, but <clears throat> it has a long history of being loved by pharaohs and goddesses and artists of all kinds. And it connects with the throat sacra, which helps us to share our truth with the entire world. So if it's, you're someone who tends to be kind of reserved, this would supposedly kind of help you out. Now, when the throat chakra is cleared, we can actually communicate our needs with bright confidence. Along with working the throat chakra, you can also use lapis, uh, lapis lazuli for connecting with your own inner wisdom or your own wisdom and the wisdom of the universe. Uh, it's a great stone to use when you're using tarot or other types of spiritual exploration. And it's, you know, I think this is one of the few, because we always see still all these stones we see on these lists are, oh, helps with negative energy, helps with blocking this and that. And this is not one of them. This is not meant to to keep you safe from negative energies and stuff like that. This is more so for personal growth. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's really been drawing to me because over the last six to eight months now, I guess, uh, maybe even closer to a year, I've been really trying to focus on that personal growth, especially in the spiritual sense. So that's probably why it, why I've been wrong with this one. Which I do want to say, by the way, I was going to say this at the end, maybe I'll say it again at the end. All of these stones are talking about, they're not a, for everyone listening, they're, they're not a, a, uh, we call it like a, a, like a one and done wholesome thing. You know, you don't, right get a stone and boom, you're protected forever. You have to put so much more into it. You need to still protect yourself uh, in other ways, spiritually, mentally, things like that. Stones just happen to be a safeguard or a, a, a tool to help you grow. Uh, So, yeah, you know, you don't just pocket it and like, boom, you're wise. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's not how that works. I wish it did. (laughs) Um, well, and yeah, that that's a really good point because everybody wants the the quick fix, the easy out type of thing. And no, like you're saying, there's there's way more to it than just you get a stone and it helps you like automatically. Um, and and that's something that a lot of people struggle with as a whole uh, because we've talked about this a lot lately: intention and putting your intention into things, mm-hmm. and um that that goes for crystals too like uh even though you find a description for these crystals it's really what your intention is for those crystals that will help them vibrate at the frequency you need to to help you sure um now we've we recently talked about burning sage or incense and you had mentioned that uh something you had kind of thought about so i figured i'd let you share that uh before we kind of get into some of the other herbs and and things that you can burn for protection and and healing and all that yeah i i well, I my mind just moved so fast because I had to figure out what you were talking about that I shared with you. Like I was sifting through so many things mentally, like what where 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 what pages is on. Uh, yeah. So one thing that I can that I was thinking about, and this is kind of a daily thing for me. Everybody just sit there and think about random stuff that probably is relatively meaningless, but still, I'm a thinker, and so 
<clears throat> I was I lit some white sage the other day and I started thinking about it. I started thinking about the white sage. I started thinking about uh, various scents, even like Palo Santo and cedar and candles even or incense. Uh, I was thinking about all these things and I started to question whether or not spirits or even energy can even smell anything. Because a lot of people say, oh, this scent is going to draw evil spirits away, you know, or something like that. And it's like, but what if they can't smell? Like, it's a completely different realm. Maybe, like, how does that work? Because if if an evil spirit, and mind you, in our culture, an evil spirit doesn't necessarily mean demonic. It right. could be e- human. And if a human is evil, they might still like the scent that you're burning, right? And so, it made no sense to me. And then I started thinking... What's the one thing that they all have in common? Whether it's a, uh, whether it's like an herb or a, uh, a, a, an incense or a flame, the one thing that they all have is in common is smoke. And perhaps, and, and of course you came in with a separate question, uh, or realization. Uh, but my thought was like, what if it's not the scent of the product, but simply the smoke that disrupts the frequencies? that are considered negative. And then you took it a step further when I was talking, telling you about this and you said, well, what if it isn't just that the smoke says on different frequencies, but that the type of item you're burning, whether it be sage, white sage, blue sage, cedar, whatever, they all burn on different types of frequencies Mm. and therefore they can be used for different purposes in order to either help ignite or spark our own personal growth or other things or push away negative energies uh but yeah that was my thought for that day and i spent a good (laughs) hour thinking about it well and that's why folks we used to have eric's random fact of the day because he constantly always comes at me with these things (laughs) (laughs) um so you you have used palo santo before then yeah i have some downstairs okay because i don't know why maybe it's just I haven't really uh, grown into getting other other things to burn, but I, I haven't tried Palo Santo. The only thing I've ever really done is white sage, which is fine, but uh, I found 10 that I've never used or really thought to use either. But um, one thing... Before you go on, one thing I want, I'm just going to throw in there is that uh, white sage and palo santo are actually very similar in their nature. Uh, so they can actually be used interchangeably uh, because they practically do the same thing. Now, whether or not what that means, you know, because they're two different scents significantly, in my opinion. Uh, so it could be that they just burn on the same frequency right? or smoke. I've heard a couple people say that Palo Santo is actually stronger than white sage as far as um, cleansing and stuff like that is concerned. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I every there, there's different opinions, obviously, and it's all right. based on what you prefer. Because, yes, any of these can be used by anybody, but one might be more effective than the other. And it goes back to, like, why quartz doesn't do what it does for you. Right. But obsidian... Is, is super strong. Right. Uh, so it could just be that simple. So if you guys have never used Palo Santo before, it's a sacred wood from South America. Um, 
shamans use it to clear negative energy and increase love and prosperity. It burns very slowly and it's woody woodsy scent is rich and inviting, which is probably why uh, some people kind of prefer it to white sage because it's going to burn slower than white sage does, which can be a little more beneficial, especially if you have, you have a huge area to cleanse and stuff like it, that too. Yes. And no, there is a problem with it. And this is in my own findings is that because oh. Palo Santo does burn slower, it tends to burn out faster. Oh, okay. So that is something to consider. And of course I I've been, it's been hit or miss with, um, with white stage too, because usually I always use a match. I like using matches whenever mm. I'm lighting something. And of course a match only lasts so long. So it's like two, three matches to get something really <laughs> right. burning. Right. Uh, but when you're using like a, you know, that's a good thing about Palo Santo. It comes in a little tiny kind of stick, uh, maybe like three or four inches long and you now maybe like quarter of an inch thick, uh, around or whatever. And so when you use a match, it lights the whole end of it on fire. You let it burn, you blow it out, it goes, 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 and then every like occasion you got to blow on it again to get those embers mm-hmm. to light up. Problem being is it kicks ash everywhere because of it. Sage is more or less the same way, except because it comes in a bundle and you're trying to use a match, it only lights a certain amount of the sage. So often burns on evenly, and because you're only lighting like two to three sticks within the sage bundle, at least in my experience, uh, you don't get as consistent of a burn it just kind of also burns out over time sometimes it lasts longer sometimes it doesn't but i have noticed that if i'm using a lighter or even my stove to light um to to, to light uh, uh sage it tends to burn for a long time but it also burns really heavily uh yeah also when you're burning stuff always keep your windows open and you don't always have to do it but that is an important part of burning any type of these things. Yeah. Especially if you have somebody who's got breathing issues or you're not wanting to set off your fire alarms. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously those are uh, practical reasons to open your windows. (laughs) The other reason though, in a more spiritual sense is that you need the energy and give the energy somewhere to go. So if you know, the, the sage in this case is pushing energy somewhere and there's no windows for it to go out of then it's just pushing the energy around in your home and so if you open the windows you can let the energy leave the house completely i guess it depends on your your belief or or train of thought because i was told not necessarily to open the windows but to dump the ash in this case white sage uh to instead of using the, the full bundle, cut as much as you need, burn it, and then dump it into the toilet and flush it so that the energy go leaves that way. Mm-hmm. Because there is the belief that not necessarily the smoke is doing anything, but the herb is absorbing that energy through the burning process, and you're getting rid of the ener- the negative energy. And by flushing it down the toilet. See, I actually have not heard that. And I will tell you, I've tried cutting. It's a mess. It's a freaking mess. It is. To cut sage. It it's is. ridiculous. <laughs> um, but also, I don't throw away my my ash. I, I keep it all into a, in a jar. It's not 
quote unquote ceremonial ash that I keep on my um on my little whatever bookshelf thing. Okay. Well, this particular uh way of doing it was told to me by Katie Turner. Um oh, okay. and uh she had actually done this while she was doing a psychic reading for Shelly and I, and she'd asked, um, so you guys do uh, smudge? And, I, and we're like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so how do you do it? So I'm like, we just light the sage wand on fire and, you know, do our thing and then put it out. And she's like, no, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you have to get rid of that energy. So if- I don't Native American culture doesn't quite see it that way. Like, and they definitely didn't have proper toilets to flush <laughs> ash down. Well, <laughs> in this day and age, I don't know about back then, but well, I'm just saying, you know, times, <laughs> yes, they change, but now everything in terms of the spiritual nature changes. Uh, I, but to each their own, I think it's, again, I think it's really just all about preference uh, and believability in what you're doing. Because again, it's all about intention. So in this case where uh, you and Katie see it as this ash absorbing the energy and then getting rid of it, I instead see the smoke pushing the energy or clinging to it and then carrying it away. Uh, So I think it just, of course, really depends on what your belief is and your preference. Or you can do both just in case. You could. But I mean, here, like your incense, you're saving it because it's ceremonial ash. So, I mean, that makes sense because then you, you can use it like you had mentioned, I think, was it last week where you rub sea salt in with mm-hmm. ceremonial ash? And then um, what was the other part of it to make black salt? Uh, uh, charcoal. Oh, charcoal. charcoal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I can see that part too. Um, so there's also cedar, like you mentioned, and <laughs> in this description, I saw this and instantly brought me back to when we first started doing all of this. Uh, it, it says for releasing some bad juju mm-hmm. and all I could think of was juju bags and how that's how we all get we kind of got started into doing the the cleansing and everything that kind of brought you back to faith and kind of brought me back but i was kind of in the in between where you are now um so i i don't know why but all of a sudden i just had a flashback i'm like oh god juju bags and the good old look days at, look at where it's less now <laughs> Um, so, uh, it's, it says, for example, when you finally get rid of bad, uh, a bad memory outfits of bad memory outfits in your closet, burning cedar is a symbolic way to rid your space of their lingering energy. I would say getting rid of anything that brings back bad memories, not just clothing, but anything. Um, likewise, if you buy antiques or vintage objects, you can wave cedar smoke over them to clear them of their previous owner's energy. Uh, have you heard of Yerba Santa? I have not. Okay. So this sounds very similar to 
Palo Santo, but it is an herb. It's not a wood, uh, but it's for helping healing a broken heart as well as uh, giving you giving you uh, energy for self-love and self-care. So you mentioned through the past year you've been growing and learning and stuff. Yeah. Maybe that would be I, a good one for you. This is something I could have used over the last couple of years <laughs> yeah. and relationships. <laughs> well, I I wasn't thinking the healing broken heart. I, I yeah. did kind of see that part, but the self-love and self-care part. Um, you saw that part. Didn't want to go there, though. <laughs> no, like I, we <laughs> both know. We both know what you've been through. <laughs> um, rosemary, which I've I've heard that you can use it for cleansing and stuff. I've never used it just in eating, uh, but rosemary is often burned to create a fresh start in life. Maybe another one mm-hmm. for you, whether it's breaking a habit, embarking on a new path, or opening up to more creativity. Powerful and fragrant rosemary can help open doors to the new. Which, with your current situation for your job situation, might be a good idea. Um, burn mugwort for dreamy nights. I have heard of mugwort. Um, it is to help with dreams and enhance dreams and also sleeping and apparently have adventurous dreams as well. Those are Uh, fun. (laughs) Uh, juniper, uh, burn juniper. If you're looking for to feel more comfortable in your home as it smokes flows through a space, it's thought to create a more sacred energy. Burning resins, which is kind of like incense, like frankincense and myrrh, have been burned in purification rituals throughout history. I I mean, look at Eric has mentioned multiple times, you know, things in the Bible. Frankincense and myrrh are literally a huge part of the birth of Christ. So, um, and the death of. Oh, yeah, right. Because they anointed him with frankincense and myrrh, right? Mm hmm. Um, you know, actually, that's something I was going to bring up toward the end of this episode. But since you've mentioned it, you know, the, all of this goes back, not just years, but it goes back to ancient times in many mm. cases. Uh, and yeah, even biblically speaking, uh, using er- various types of herbs, whether burning them or using them in oils, uh, were used regularly. Stones are often adorned uh, to people like King David or King Solomon and were believed uh, within the scriptures to help in terms of protection and things like that. So there is at least some sort of uh, for for the Christians out, listener out there, uh, some sort of biblical references to these items being of some strength. Now, mm. I think the biggest thing here, of course, is whether or not the energy lies within the stones themselves, or if it's got you know, I guess I was going to say God given, but in a sense, yes, uh, you know, whether you believe it's God given, and I think for me, my personal belief is that uh, the spirit lives within all of us or just as the spirit lives within all of us. So to do all things live by the spirit. And so anything that's been created is endowed by the Holy spirit uh, in some way. And therefore these things, everything around us has energy and these items in particular have energy and there's more to it. I think, unfortunately there's just not a whole lot in terms of scientific evidence to support that. Right. Um, number eight is burned Tibetan monastery incense for clarity. Uh, now this is 38 
Himalayan herbs that have been mixed into this incense, and it is actually supposed to help with meditation. Uh, sandalwood is for grounding, and uh, if you haven't smelled sandalwood, it's actually a very pleasing smell. It's it's not bad like some some herbs can be smelling. Um, the last one, which I again I haven't used this. I I've been in areas where people have used it, but uh, Himalayan salt lamps. Um, if you don't want to burn anything, I mean, you basically just put this on a heater, a heating light that makes it kind of burn, quote unquote, burn, so that it cleanses and, and purifies your space. Yeah, an artificial burn. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I call it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of good things about these salt lamps. I, yeah. I have not had one. I know people who did and they love it, but I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to me. <laughs> it's probably not necessary. I mean, I burn on a nearly daily basis anyway. You're a pyromaniac and you like to burn. I, we get it. I do. No, it's true. Speaking <laughs> of, I want to ask you this. I actually asked someone else uh, a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. Uh, do you, do you, you use matches? Yeah. When burning yeah. stuff, or do you just use letter? I, for, it kind of depends on the situation. Um, like with, with, uh, Sage just depends on what I have okay. with me. So when you, you use the match, you light it up after whatever's lit candle, whatever, do you blow it out, shake it out or do you let it burn? Um, you with when it comes to like burning sage, I'll let it burn in with the sage. Mm-hmm. Typically, lighting like a candle or something like that, I'll shake it out. Okay. Um, I mean, there's no wrong answer here, but I'm just asking. Uh, the one thing that I've noticed, and it was something that I think I had done uh, for a little while, but over the last six months or so, I started realizing uh, that I stopped shaking them or blowing them out whenever I used one, whether it was to light sage or a candle or whatever, because as again, I have this connection with fire uh, and may it be with my element or whatever sign. Uh, but I feel like every time I ignite that, right. You see this little guy, little thing flickering. And every time it flickers, it's basically breathing because it, Breeze feeds off of oxygen. It eats mm-hmm. oxygen. And I started to grow this kind of sympathy toward this little tiny flame that may not even have a mind. <laughs> and I was like, I can't put this thing out. I've got to let it just live its course and let it burn itself out. And now that's the thing that I do because I find fire has this living energy every time I ignite it and spark it, you know? And so now I've got to let it just kind of live it, let it live its life out, let it burn out on its own. If it starts to get too hot, just put it in the you know in the sea sh- seashell or whatever that I have at the time, and let it let it die off. But I can't put it out of its misery anymore. Hmm. Interesting, very interesting. All right, we're about at that point. We're going to take a quick break. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here at paratruth.com and killerpodcast.com. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial and we'll be right back right after this. Did you know that as a small business owner, 
placing a video on a landing page can increase conversion rate by 80% and increase online sales by up to 60%? Most production companies will charge more than $2,000 for a 30-second video. And let's face it, as a small business owner, that's a lot of money. My name is Eric Skerbeck, and you know me as one of the voices behind Paratruth Radio. However, I'm also the owner of Finicky Fox Productions, a video production company that delivers high-quality video content on a budget. I offer both full production and specialized services at a third of the cost of most, without hindering the quality that will set you apart from your competitors. Whether you need help from initial idea to final render, or individual services like writing, filming, editing, or sound design, Finicky Fox Productions has you covered. So check us out at finickyfoxproductions.com and let's tell your story. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we've been talking about stones and herbs and basically their functions, uh, how they can help us spiritually, mentally, and even physically. So we've covered a lot of stones. We've covered quite a bit of uh, herbs as well. And we've stemmed all the way back to ancient times and how even in biblical times uh, they've been used for various reasons. So you said that you've only burned white sage, basically. Mm -hmm. Has there been anything else that you've kind of gravitated to, like you've been wanting to try, but just haven't taken that step? Um, I've tried, I've wanted to try Palo Santo just because I have heard good things about it. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is if somebody says that it has worked for them, then I want to at least try it for myself. Um, but White Sage is kind of one of those things that it's, easily able to to get um i haven't really seen a lot of other of these other ones that i've mentioned i mean except for like rosemary rosemary you can kind of get anywhere but palo santo i haven't really seen it sold anywhere or mm-hmm. um some of the other herbs that we we discussed too yeah i mean you can definitely get palo santo obviously online on amazon uh, but you do have, I forget the name of it offhand. <clears throat> There's a picture of it in my phone via our text. Uh, but there is a, a, a metaphysical shop near you, uh, that definitely sold it. I know I remember seeing it there. Um, I feel so. One thing that I do want to mention that when it comes to any of these, mm-hmm. these, uh, these herbs is when you are purchasing them, I do recommend whether it's from Amazon or somewhere else. Always read the descriptions, do a little research. I would suggest always buying them uh, if they're organic, or organically made, or they have some sort of specialized farm. Because there are a lot of companies who will just process the heck out of these things. And you never know if you're actually getting true sage or sage mixed with a bunch of other stuff that may not be necessary or even harmful. You never know. Uh, so I do recommend double checking your sources when purchasing any of these items and making sure it's legitimate and safe and uh i think overall just healthy for for Mm -hmm. you and the environment Uh, now i know we've talked to people have heard of people saying you know that you us 
as individuals should not burn sage. That belongs to the Native American culture, and only Native Americans should burn white sage. I mean, I feel like that's an ignorant comment. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I feel like it is. Because um, there's really, in my understanding, opinion, and my research, there is no significant training in burning sage. It all comes down to what you believe and how you use it. Uh, and there's really no negative way to use sage. Sage is a positive element. That's what it's meant to do. That's what it's designed for, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. with lack of, for lack of better words. Um, so long as you're doing it properly, I suppose, uh, it, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like I did, that was something that's always been bothering me. I, I, I don't know if you had told me it or if I saw it somewhere, uh, whoever made that comment, but it was like one of those things that have been bothering me for months in the back, you know, kind of scratching. Oh, I've never heard that before. So it definitely wasn't me. Okay. So I probably saw it somewhere online in my research at one point. Now, I mean, from that train of thought, I'm guessing whoever said this it is because white sage kind of grows wildly here in the in the U.S. Uh, even more so here in North Dakota, uh, South Dakota, even in um, Nebraska. There's a lot of white sage, so maybe that. But if I mean, if we're gonna go down that train of thought we shouldn't be burning palo santo because that's south american uh uh, rosemary maybe the italians should be the only ones that are burning that um (laughs) you know mugwort maybe that should only be burned in england you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah i mean it's again this is a lot of this is opinionated obviously uh but it's just one of those comments that i I guess i read somewhere that just kind of immediately irked me and i was like oof, i don't (laughs) i don't like it i will say though if because you mentioned you know some of these things being grown naturally uh or 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 wildly Mm -hmm. if you do happen to go out and if i'd known this by the way i would have been searching for white sage last time i was in north dakota (laughs) that had been my day job uh, but if you're going out and you're actually searching wildly for this stuff, I would suggest always asking permission from the world around you, the ground, the trees, asking the sage itself if you can cut it, take it, use it, give it its intention, you know, or tell it what your intentions are. Uh, this is something that I learned from a, a, a YouTube channel that I that I'm that I've, uh, I'm subscribed to. And what she was saying is basically, and I actually, I spend a lot of time in nature, out in the woods. So I agree with her, is that the the nature, especially foliage in particular, is very open to giving. They don't take, they don't want to take, you know, they, they feed off of carbon dioxide. So mm-hmm. you breathing is giving them something, you know. Uh, but they do prefer that you ask permission before taking. And that's the same as I would say earlier, we were talking about me taking railroad spikes. I should have mm. asked to take them and I didn't, <laughs> I just took them. And so, yeah, you know, but it, it doesn't hurt to ask. And the fact is most times you're going to get a yes. And I know the question is, well, how do you know it's saying yes? Well, it's just a feeling, you know, you mm-hmm. ask if you feel good about it, you take it. If you ask, and not my words, but the words of this person, 
you ask and a bird poops out your head immediately, you probably shouldn't take it. It's a sign, right? Or something like that. You ask and there's a thunder rumble mm-hmm. all of a sudden, things like that. Uh, so definitely just pay attention when you're asking permission to take things, but I do suggest asking permission. It will help you. It'll benefit you. <laughs> That's for sure. Kind of along the same lines of picking roses. Now, granted, a lot of roses just have thorns in general and you can get hurt. But maybe, just maybe, if you ask if you can take the flower, you don't get hurt. Okay, there's your permission that it was okay to do so. See, now someone who's dumb, such as myself, would go and ask the rose if I can have permission to take and it, then and then immediately <laughs> Fair point. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Don't go grabbing roses. Just if you're going to cut the rose, grab it gently. If you get pricked, you're not supposed to cut it. Let's put it that way. Um, so anything that you've you learned from today's conversation that you really didn't know from doing research in the past? Um, actually not really. I mean, other than finding a couple of stones that I hadn't heard of or a couple of herbs that I haven't heard of, uh, aside from that, everything is pretty much things that I've, you and I both known for years. Uh, I do want to mention, I meant to mention this earlier, but back with Palo Santo, Palo Santo literally means Holy wood in Spanish. Uh, and so Palo Santo is actually often used within at least a Christian church or Catholic church uh, as well. So that is something else uh, that I just wanted to add just because it's in, we're, we're informative guys. That's what we do. Um, but yes, I mean, no, nothing else has really stood out much to me. Uh, I think one thing that I, that I did come across actually that I'll mention here because uh, we haven't covered it is called the herbs of Appalachia. Or Appalachia, which you prefer, but I'm pretty sure it's just Appalachia. Which you would think someone living only a couple of hours north from Appalachia would know that's how you pronounce it. Spent my entire life here, practically, but you know. So, herbs of Appalachia, uh, they're they're basically a blend of herbal smudging sticks crafted by local women of Appalachia. Kind of like bouquets of sorts. Uh, so they have a, a number of different things. The bundles uh, are combined with many of the herbs that had already been spoken about, like thyme or white pine, uh, rosemary, things like mm-hmm. that. But then in addition to it, they also would use pineapple, sage, rose, uh, celosia, I believe it's called, uh, globe, um, globe amaranth and a number of other items as well so <clears throat> i think it pretty much does a lot of what these other herbs do as well but it does create kind of an intuitive seasonal blend uh, and it's considered like an appalachian sacred smoke now mm. one thing that if anyone is knows anything about appalachia it's one of the oldest mountain ranges in history Uh, and it's why there's so many stories revolving around the appalachian mountains you don't hear much about the rockies right Right. 
there's nothing. And that's because the Rockies are so big because they're a new, quote unquote, a new mountain range compared to the Appalachians, which have many millions of years older or thousands, depending on what you believe, um, than some of these other ones. So there's a whole lot more significance, I think, in the Appalachian Mountains in terms of its spiritual and metaphysical aspects. Hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of heard of that before either. So interesting. All right. Well, that is pretty much all we've got here for herbs and crystals. Make sure you're tuning in next week where we will have Dr. Heather Lynn on to talk about her book, The Anunnaki Connection. And uh, we've got more great guests coming as we move along here. I uh, can't believe we're almost through April already and uh, moving into the summer months. <clears throat> so it'll be nice to kind of just relax and uh, not have to deal with snow and all that stuff out here in North Dakota. I don't know if you guys have had a lot of snow out there in Ohio compared we to had, here. We had some, no, we have not had much at all this year. Uh, we had some flurries a couple of days ago and now it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow as of this recording. It was yeah, it yesterday. fluctuating here and possible snow and stuff like that. Uh, we got very close to the, all-time record of snowfall uh the all-time record here in north dakota is 101 inches of snow we got to i believe 84 inches of snow this year okay um so it was it's been an interesting winter so it'll be nice to kind of get back into the summer and be able to go outside maybe record outside um all that good stuff so until Next week, folks, where we'll have Dr. Heather Lynn on. And like I said, we've got another great bunch of great guests coming up. Until next week, where you'll find us, same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, 
Please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.